Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Oh, I was going to say I was Matt Heron because of April Fool's, and I messed it up. Uh, uh, well, it's past April Fool's yeah, by several days, <laughs> and 5th. even more when people listen to this. Yeah, that's why it's a good April Fool's. That's you the, never that's saw it the coming. real fool. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are all the fool, the April Fool. Mm. Why April don't we all make that... Why don't we all make that dessert, Jeff? What are you saying? (laughs) Uh, April Fools bring May something that rhymes with fools. Drools, gruel, delicious spring gruel. Absolutely worth talking over the thing I was (laughs) saying. Yeah, to me it was. (laughs) You are you saying that you there, Matt? I was saying we should start a tradition of making the dessert called Fool every April Fool's Day. That's a good idea. Do I like Fool enough? Yes, maybe. Okay, like a jelly with cream. Yeah. I just described every dessert, but is that what it is? There are a lot of Western European vague desserts, which are like some cream and fruit together in some oh. combination of slop. Mm. <laughs> They're all pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, it is... I don't... I just don't like this phrase. Pureed stewed fruit <laughs> folded into sweet custard. What if it's applesauce? You love applesauce. Right. I, I'm sure that there's many pureed stewed fruits that I enjoy. Oh. That phrase is just so unpalatable. True. I feel like I, I, I don't want this to come across as me having some kind of uh, insult against a, a minority group here, Uh-oh. but I do think that calling somebody a pureed stewed fruit would be very funny. <laughs> Mm, yes, but how would you be able to separate it from the known Yeah, that's why I can't people? do it, Louisa. Okay, I okay, would have just right. done it if I could just do it. it okay. No, see, it sounds like something you would hear, like, one of the sort of established elders of the gay celebrity call mm. one, call someone they don't like. Or someone they really like. Yeah, in some kind oh. of public roast. I was yeah. imagining, like, John Waters or Nathan Lane saying this about, like, Jeffree Star, so, like awful online person. See, but I could see either of them doing that about, like, Ian McKellen or some Ooh. universally beloved old yeah. gay person. I, like I called that. it a roast, but could it be a stew, as in stewing Ooh. some fruit? Mm. There we go. I see. So you think gay celebrities can't uh, roast because it's too manly? That's weird if you say, Louisa. <laughs> uh, surely barbecuing is the most manly of the gendered uh, food cooking methods. It's a type of roasting. It's definitely not. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Jeff, have you been putting your meat, your uh, barbecue meats, in a metal box on your grill? Uh, the grill is a metal box, first of all. Uh-huh. Got you. Got you. That doesn't really make it right, but that's fine. Uh, what'd you do this week, Jeff? Oh boy, me. Um, I've started watching. Uh, the television program Yellow Jackets. I don't think I talked mm-hmm. about that on here yet, right? No. No. Um, and I, I think that probably when I'm in a depressive episode, what I should not do is watch the television show Yellow Jackets and play mm-hmm. the video game Elden Ring and then mm-hmm. do no other things. <coughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. Because Elden Ring is a game that makes you mad on purpose. Like, the point of it is to uh, you die and then feel frustrated uh that is not good for my mood even though i am enjoying the positive aspects of the game and yellow jackets is just 
a bunch of people making uh, mistakes continuously. <laughs> it's it's this is, mistakes the show. This is why many years ago, when I was at maybe my most depressed, I had to stop watching Six Feet Under and made, oh, made basically Jesus. all HBO uh, dramas. <laughs> Makes sense. Be- because all of them are just, uh, what if life got worse for every character in every way, every episode? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The... <laughs> The premise of Yellow Jackets is that a championship soccer team uh, from New Jersey in the mid-90s, on their plane ride to Nationals, uh, crash in, I think, the Canadian wilderness, um, and uh, don't get found. Oh, wait, I've seen this, and Liam Neeson befriends a pack of Yellow Jackets Mm -hmm. so that they will not eat the the rest of the crew but then he has to defend himself from them and he joins the the pack of yellow jackets yeah and it's really really upsetting because in all the trailers they use liam neeson with like glass bottles as brass knuckles but that's like mm-hmm. the last shot of the movie so it's not mm-hmm. even we were taught we were, that was a goof about the gray right matt i was picking yes, that up it was. Okay, i didn't yeah. see that movie <laughs> i also either. didn't see that <laughs> Uh, the main reason I didn't see it is because I heard that the part where he fistfights a wolf with uh, glass knuckles is not actually in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it I seems like too. that. I mean, I it sounds cool, but also there's no way that you don't just injure yourself very badly using glass knuckles, right? Yeah, probably not. You probably yeah. just get hurt. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even hurt the other person. It just hurts you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the fun difference with uh, Yellow Jackets from like a just straight up Lord of the Flies type thing is that uh, it keeps cutting back to the modern day. Um, so we already get a Wait, sense. Wait, does it not take place in modern day? No, it takes place in the mid nineties, ninety six. Oh, okay. So it'll flash back between ninety six and twenty twenty one. So we get to see that like some of the characters we know for sure survived because we mm. see them in 2021 mm. and That's others yeah and others are conspicuously absent is it possible though that the ones that you think survived are in purgatory like in lost mm, i think that's possible but the show was renewed for a second season so i don't think that mystery would be resolved so in that season. way it's not like lost mm. <laughs> because it was renewed lost went yes. for like six seasons. i know for too many seasons many people would say <laughs> I myself included it. i thought it was good yeah. all the way to the end um so hold on does this mean that you've wa- have you watched the whole first season uh, no, I have watched, okay. I think, the first two or three episodes. It is, like, very, very heavy. I was wondering if it's maybe the type of show that's meant to be one season, because it's very ambitious, but then it becomes unexpectedly successful, and now they have to scramble to think up new ideas for a second season, but you don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know yet. Um, okay. You remember You remember when that happened with Carnival, and they were yes, like, yeah, if we're building to this big climactic fight between the two main characters, and then three episodes before the end, they got renewed <laughs> for a second season, so they were like, uh, pad, pad, fill it out. Yeah, and he decided to come up with a three-season arc, and then they canceled it after the second season. Fuck! Yeah. Fuckers! <laughs> How could you do this? Uh, that show was so good in every, like, in spite of itself. And that second season ends with Evil's rise to power, and then the show ends, so I guess yep. Evil won. Thanks, everybody. But look, Accurate. look at the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that also happened with, um, ooh, what's it called? Big Little Lies was 
a miniseries and it won a bunch of awards being a miniseries and not a mm-hmm. series, then right after it won those awards, they decided to make a second season of it. Oh, of course. The old yeah. rope-a-dope yeah. is all that one. <laughs> um, I liked that one, too. I thought that second season was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend Yellow Jackets if you want to watch uh, something that will make you feel bad. Can we talk about the feel-bad aspects of Elden Ring for a minute? Yes, please. Go on. Um, I am very much enjoying Elden Ring, but I also get... I, I You're absolutely right, Jeff, that sometimes I will play it for several hours and then at the end be like... I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, just depressed, and I don't know why. Um, I mean, part of it is that I just spent several hours fighting the same boss and losing every time, and that's not a good feeling. But <sighs> it, I don't know what it is that, like, sucks your life force out. <laughs> I have played nearly 50 hours of this game, um, which is more than I've played any of the rest of the games by this developer, combined times 10. Yes. Um, Would anyone like to guess how many hours I have played of Elden Ring? 183. Uh, 300. Uh, nope, both of you went over. What happens on Price is Right when that happens? Uh, Bob Barker gets closest. to kill one man. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he doesn't. He He's allowed to, but he doesn't because yep. of his humanitarian beliefs. Yeah, he opens, a, he opens a notebook and writes down, oh, well, that's the 300th man I get to kill. Yep. <laughs> That's what he's doing in his retirement. Did he die? He might have died. Yeah, he did die. He's definitely dead, yes. Um, No, it's 161 hours. Oh, Jeff was pretty close. Yeah, he was not that far. Uh, Bob Barker is not dead. What? What? He's 98 years old. 98 Hmm. years young, I think you'll find. (laughs) Nope. I'm looking at a picture of him. He's absolutely not 98 years young. (laughs) I remember, like, five years ago, he was on um, uh, The Amazing Race. And the people, like, competing were so hyped up. Oh, he wasn't competing? (laughs) Yeah, the race was to hell. I like my mouth was agape because I was trying to imagine how he could possibly compete at ninety four or whatever he would have been ninety three. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, sorry, go on. No, I... but he had a uh, bodyguard like handler with him so that no one would try to hug him like people would do on the prices, right? Because of course they all wanted to, and he was so clearly way too frail for people oh, to like no. rush up and hug. Like, no, you can't do that. Do not touch Bob Barker. Yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. <clears throat> He's still alive, though, apparently. Yeah. Also, His not a great guy. This is probably torture, but... Oh, yeah, I've heard that he's kind of a bad person. And by I've heard, I mean I was frantically checking the Wikipedia page to make sure <laughs> that he wasn't, but he was. Yeah. He's definitely some kind of conservative chud, yes. Oh, I don't know about he's that. He's a sexual either. harasser, I know that part. Oh, okay. The other flavor of bad person. <laughs> yeah, you know, a game show host who was on TV for 50 years and used one of those long mics. Turns out... Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Alex, cool. Tre- Alex Trebek is a saint. Canadians are different. Get the fuck out of here, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Canadians I will hear you say one bad guys. thing about Alex Trebek. I will physically fight you. <laughs> God, I'm going to edit this and post it tomorrow, and we're going to find out tonight that Alex Trebek actually, like, did a lot of murders. No, Alex Trebek I would respect him more if he did a lot of murders. <laughs> yeah, he was always I respectful could... of women, but he, oh, he loved killing kids. I could well, respect not... Alex Trebek more. No matter what he did, I love him and respect him. That's my, I'm putting Uh-oh. a line in the sand here. Uh-oh. 
I will never cancel Alex Trebek. That is my promise to you. I'm nervous about it, but okay. Mm. (laughs) You're speaking speaking this into existence. Uh, Wait, hold on. We got distracted about times of play, but what were you going to say about Elden Ring? Oh, I was just going to say um, that they are... The, the game is somehow you still want to play it, even though it hurts you psychically. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how they managed to strike that balance. Uh, mm. For me, the difference is that if you ever encounter something that's too hard, you can go run away and do something else. That's pretty good. And you I've can already do done a lot of all of them, though. <laughs> is, is there the a problem. chance of, like, random loot drops and things? Because that gambling... Uh, thing where you only get rewarded sometimes that works really well to keep you playing or something there is some random drop stuff but the best stuff is all stuff that has a fixed place to find it yeah mm, okay um it's generally so not worth the uh peril of trying to kill enemies to get some of the random drops <laughs> depending on which enemies and like if they're in a group or not if they got their there, friends there to be mean to you while you try to fight. Exactly. There is a fun mechanic uh, that is very early in the game, so it's not spoilers. Although I think I may have inadvertently spoiled it for Jeff the other day, which I I that, feel a little bad about. That but, sounds like one of the Elden Ring nicknames, the fun mechanic. <laughs> um, fun is not anywhere in Elden Ring. <laughs> no, he'd be but, twisted, you see? You see? Twisted. No, he'd be called the Jolly Mechanic, and he just... <laughs> He's got a bunch of gears on him covered in guts and eyeballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a mechanic early on where you find a, a temple made out of a dragon's corpse, mm-hmm. uh, and you can, every time you kill a dragon in the game, uh, their, like, soul gets sucked into this temple and you can learn their abilities. Hmm. Um... So that's pretty cool, and that makes it really fun to go hunting down big dragons. Yeah, yeah, I knew that there were that there were spells uh, associated with dragons that I should seek out because of the class that I picked, and because of the fact that I pumped my faith score to thirty before increasing anything else. <laughs> um, but I, I just have not uh, found it yet because the red place is too scary. I mean, there's roads. You could just stay on the roads and yeah. you'd probably be fine. The roads have T-Rexes uh, in the shape... Well, no, more like... They have dogs in the shape of T-Rexes. And also ravens in the shape of T-Rexes. So they, they The just ravens are arms? more in the shape of the dogs that are in the shape of T-Rexes. Yeah, really. still. <laughs> Do just, they just have little arms? I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, well, they're bipedal, and they have little arms yeah. and enormous heads. And you think that they are way too far away to hit you. And then they jump, <laughs> oh, and suddenly you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like Jurassic Park taught us. Exactly. Objects in the mirror may be closer than they appear. Uh-huh. Your glass of water is vibrating on the on the dash. Yep. The dash of your horse. <laughs> Uh, the horse has horns. I mean, yeah. that's pretty good. And he does know how to dash. Mm, pretty good. Uh, I frequently think about the, uh, the, the, like, fact that you have a horse that can double jump, and all of the Mm. shenanigans you can get up to just by putting that a horse can double jump into your video game. (laughs) Yeah, I accidentally did something in the game that ended up being very fun, where I rode all the way up to a wall with a gate in it, and the knight that was guarding that gate was an absolute motherfucker. 
so that I ro- rode along the wall all the way to the end, and it just ended at a cliff. So I jumped over the cliff and then double jumped back, and I got to the other side of the wall, and I was fine. That's <laughs> pretty good. You gamed the game. Now you need to go make fun of that guy from the other side. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I definitely was not high enough level to be on the other side of that wall, like, at all, but it was still fun that I could do it. <clears throat> yeah, that horse is the real star of this game, I think. Yeah, Does absolutely. It have a name? Torrent. Torrent. Hmm. I don't love it. Uh, yeah, but some kind of weird, uh, baby ghost with a smashed-in face gives it to you, so that's good. Hmm, okay. Ghost? It's just a woman. (laughs) Right, but, like, she kind of disappears into, like, a ghostly mist. I mean, she's a, she's like a goddess. Right. Right? What is a goddess but a type of ghost? What is the smashed-in face? That's the thing that's really confusing to me. She's just got a normal face with a tattoo. Am I thinking of the other lady? One of them has, like, a, a... like cracked looking side of her head with a closed eye it's not cracked it's just a tattoo ah, hmm. there's two of these yeah, looking accounts and they kind of look the same i don't remember i don't know i mean i could very well be wrong but the one that i'm thinking of is a companion to you through most of the game and she's always like how is that horse that i gave you doing I didn't send him off a cliff or anything. I'm doing great. <laughs> well, he just disappears into the ether if that happens. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Melina. Uh, she has her one closed eye. Yeah, there's a tattoo yes. over it, but it's closed right. all the time, too. Yes, but that's not a smashed-in face. Not yet. She has, she has one closed eye. That's it. To be fair, I have seen her uh, a total of, like, twice, and the last time was 40 hours ago in the game. So my memory of her is she had, like, a cracked-up, like, porcelain doll face with an eye missing. (laughs) Maybe she's just winking at you and you haven't noticed yet. (laughs) Um, You were probably thinking of Rani, the witch who gives you the summon ashes, who is a porcelain doll. Yeah, I was, uh, I think I was conflating the two. Yeah. Because they seem like kind of the same thing. (laughs) A game where you're the only person and everyone else is a cracked porcelain doll. Uh, you just described Resident the last Evil Resident Evil game. Hey! <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, that, that porcelain doll of that game really sucked, actually. <laughs> she kept on wanting you to marry her. Uh, yeah, Ronnie... Re- Ronnie. That's probably not how you should... <laughs> hey! Ra- Ronnie the Witch! <laughs> Ronnie the Witch uh, definitely has... She lives in the Pine Barrens and she's always wearing a velvet tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. She definitely has some kind of, like, magical injury to her face and is a ghost. Uh, I mean, she's a witch, it's right there in the name, and her face is a porcelain doll, so yes. Yeah, see? Is it a porcelain mask over her normal, horrible face? Do you want me to tell you? No. I I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Louisa, I'll tell you, and then Jeff, you can just go. (laughs) Oh, she's Uh, got, like, a bunch of extra hands, jeez. Louisa, Uh it's a secret. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah, you get it. It's a secret. Ooh, I like that you can get a sword that looks like the uh, the Iron Throne, just a bunch of other swords welded together. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little secret from, that from Uncle. A little secret from Uncle George. A little, ref, like little a, reference. There's such a weird body horror thing going on in this game that is like not ever mentioned explicitly, but it is heavily implied that in this world, once you get good enough at magic, you lose your human form and become a giant ball of moaning heads that floats around. (laughs) Like a biblical angel? 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, and you like, sh- they like shoot comets out of their mouths at you. It's very horrible and weird. Nice. Sounds about right. That's like what Dune was about. What right wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, but yeah. I just I love that that's not a plot point. At least not at the point of the game I'm at yet. There's no plot around that. That's just implied. You'll find like a corpse of a wizard with a book where he's like, I finally reached transcendence, and then this ball will just be floating around his house. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a weird game. Like I can't imagine people having a day to day life in this world where. All the yeah. castles are, like, intersecting with the ground, and there's gravestones coming out of the side of cliffs and stuff. Like, it's just a full uh, Alice in Wonderland, like, nonsense world, but uh, <laughs> really messed up. But not, uh, not like that other video game where it's Alice in Wonderland, but messed up. <laughs> the one, what is Sid it? Sid Meier's? American... American McGee's Alice. That's the one. <laughs> And then American McGee's Alice Return to Wonderland, or whatever it was called. Alice Returns, it might have just been called. Alice Madness Returns. There it is. Ooh. <laughs> Great. Good stuff. Yeah. Dumb. Um, what'd you do, Louisa, the week for it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I played a new game, and it's kind of the opposite of Elden Ring, in that everything is very cute, even things that shouldn't be, and that is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Mm. You guys played this game. I have, demo. yes. Wait, what, who said what? I have played it, and Jeff okay. has played the demo. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, very fun. Uh, super duper easy, like all Kirby games. So if you're wondering if it's worth $60... Probably not, but <laughs> it, it was to me. And I love it's hmm, it's post-apocalyptic, but in a cheerful way. In that there's no people, but there's also no like there's certainly no bones or like uh, evidence of anything horrible. It's just like flowers and trees and grass overgrowing cities and that sort of thing. It's weird that Kirby games, including this one, seem beholden to making the enemies cute. Yeah. Because those dog creatures that you fight are pretty cute. Yeah, they are. You don't want to eat them and destroy them. Uh, I do want to destroy them because I'm playing a Kirby game and I destroy everything. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the fun of it. <laughs> uh, I, what I, my favorite thing about Kirby is that, like, most of the enemies are cute. And then the, like, actual final boss is just an eyeball made of blood that floats in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, it just makes you feel bad, though. You have to kill so many of those cute ones to get one Cthulhu monster. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, because you're also a Cthulhu monster, probably. But you're also cute. You're yeah, the, you're you're the halfway point between the two. The, the only one who can walk in both worlds. Yep. Like you're Slimer. Played by Wesley Snipes. Oh, fuck. I would watch a Kirby movie where Kirby is voiced by Wesley Snipes. That would be incredible. <laughs> mm. Has he ever had a voice? That seems wrong to me that he would have a voice. Uh, I think he just has the standard kind of effort sounds, even in his anime. He'll be like, yeah. or whatever. He does say hi a lot, which yeah. I think is just affirmative in Japanese, right? Like, yes, basically? Yes. Okay. Uh, but I, I think he that. does mean it as hello. <laughs> Both are good. Well, he kind of says it, like, you can hear the A in it, I feel like, when he says it in the game. But it doesn't matter. It's basically meaningless. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I think even in his anime, he uh, is, like, mostly just makes noises. Yeah. He's sort of like Mr. Bean in a lot of ways. Ooh, that's true. He's always eating things he shouldn't be. Doesn't really talk. 
Mm-hmm. Like getting things stuck on his head or inside his head. Yep, he's embarrassed about his tiny white underpants. <laughs> Complains about cancel culture in interviews. Uh, well... <laughs> Uh, so You're the confusing thing... the character with the actor again, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, I watched an interview with Mr. Bean, and right after he uh, accidentally bogged the reporter in the head and gave them a big welt, uh, he started <laughs> complaining about cancel culture. <laughs> sure. Um, the thing I like about this game is it starts with your standard, like, grass zone, like, fucking Mario, Sonic, every type of game starts with a zone like that. And then there's a beach zone with the water and the sand palm trees. But then, my favorite one is Wandaria, which is a theme park that you go into, an abandoned theme park. Ooh, that's fun. And it's all themed around... You see the posters earlier. You see posters of happy-looking cartoon dogs in spaceships, and I'm like, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> like, you see them on the wall in the city, and you're like, is that a, supposed to be a little movie or something in this world? It's very cute. That's what this theme park is. It's all outer space-themed. Everything's like all the streetlights are like little rocket ships, and then there's like Saturn-shaped uh, fountains and stuff. Very cute. I love it. It's all that retro 50s, like, futuristic, uh, yeah. googie, googie architecture type of stuff. So that's great. I was a little annoyed about the fact that everyone talked about this as if it was an open-world Kirby game. Oh, did when they? It's absolutely not. No. It's just yeah. like every other Kirby game you've ever played. It's just a series of stages, which is fine. They're <laughs> fun. But it's not what I, I thought it would be to Kirby what Breath of the Wild was to Zelda. Oh, uh, okay. I, See, I was explained that it was more like Super Mario Odyssey, which I think it is. Very much in the look of it, uh, a little bit in the play style, and yeah, the same kind of like open a certain zone. Oh! My time's up. Oh, that's Uh-oh. my doorbell. Sorry. I don't know who's Uh-oh. ringing it, but I'm not going to answer it. Okay. Do you need us to be quiet so that they don't know you're, you're home? Yeah, uh, no, I'll turn probably, our lights off. I think they're just looking for the notary that lives next door, because that's usually why people ring my doorbell. Mm-hmm. That stinks. Yeah. Um, um, have you considered becoming a notary, Jeff? Ooh, you could do it. I could. You could hmm. scoop that notary money. You wouldn't even have to advertise. People are already coming to you for it. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think that I should uh, become a notary to steal business from my landlord who owns the home I live in. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, what are we if talking we about? We want to oh, bring Kirby. down the landlord system. Yeah, we got to start somewhere. Is this the place to start <laughs> becoming yep. a notary? Okay, sure. I can. I can probably do that. I guess probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, in Wandaria, in this theme park, there's, uh, rides and stuff, but there's also a haunted house that's themed like cartoon aliens, and I love that so much! Everything inside is blacklight, it's like cardboard cutouts of outer space things, and these big, uh, three-eyed tentacle aliens who, like, pop out of the wall, but they're just cardboard, and they move a little bit and then pop back in. Ah! I love it so much! I'm very inspired by, uh, this artwork. <laughs> There's a level like that in Deathloop, and that's all I can think about now. Hmm. I haven't played Deathloop, but here it's very good, but I can believe it. Yep. All these people on this island who have figured out a way to never die spend their eternity of immortality LARPing. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that that's... Uh, so, have you finished it already, or are you... No, I've done four of the... Uh, geographical areas, and it. I think the game says I'm like 20% done, so I'm still Pretty working my way through. Yeah, 
I'm enjoying it so far. It's super easy. Like I said, the first time a boss killed me without me killing the boss first, which was like level three, I was like, wait a minute, this isn't supposed to happen. It's not <laughs> I fair. I have to die and start over. This is a Kirby game. Yeah. <laughs> but then I got it the next time. So uh, if that's the type of game you're looking for, it's very much a good thing. Yeah. Kirby games for me are like, I'll sit there and play through it all in in like two or three sittings and be done with it. Uh, mm-hmm. And smiling the whole time and really enjoying myself. But uh, I think that not everyone wants that. I think some people are like, yeah, I need to be able to pump 3,500 hours into yeah. uh, tending a garden in this game or it's not worth the $60 for me, which is fine. Yeah, I, I like fine. I like Kirby games okay, but I'm always looking for uh, the new powers, the new yes. like mm. enemies you can inhale and get abilities. I've played, I've only played through the grasslands area that Louisa was talking about so far, <laughs> but I haven't encountered any new powers unless you count eating that car, <laughs> which is pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or although when you eat the vending machine and you can spit soda cans at things, that's pretty fun. It is, yeah, yeah. This is the first game where I guess. Hmm. There was that Kirby game where you could ride on special mounts. The mm-hmm. hamster and stuff. Remember, you could call certain friends. The owl, the fish, and the hamster, mm-hmm. right? Dreamland yeah. 2 and 3, you have animal buddies. So it's a bit like that, where you can always have powers, but then also at certain specific times in certain places, you can also have this extra thing, which is kind of interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of um, Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, this game. Hmm. Because it's like, here's a cliff face, and you know that there's a special coin you want up top, but there doesn't seem to be any way to do it. But you could probably figure it out with the stuff you have, right? So, that's kind of fun. You probably need to die 350 (laughs) times to learn the techniques that you need to be able to do it. I think you're thinking of Elden Ring again. Ah, shit, I was thinking of Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I recommend playing this. It's really great. Um... Did we talk about Matt's thing? Was Matt's thing Elden Ring, or did we not no, talk about I Matt's was, yet? I just wanted to talk about Elden Ring, but that's not <laughs> my thing. Uh, Matt, what did you do this week? Uh, so this past week, uh, I began and subsequently finished watching uh, the new season of Bridgerton. Mm. I have uh, one episode I, left. So I was very excited for this because I love how trashy and terrible this series is. Mm-hmm. Um... And I appreciated how much less horny the second season was. <laughs> I don't think it's less horny, but there's less sex. Um, how about that? For a, I mean, okay, I guess so. But that's the kind of thing I want from my romantic mm, dramas mm. is like the slow burn horniness, not the like, let's fuck in every room in our house horniness. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, so that's pretty cool. I appreciated the fact that... Uh, that this this season's romance was uh they they had a, a main character who is a South Asian woman, mm-hmm. which is not a group of people you often see represented in media. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. Uh also I can't stop thinking about the fact that an- the actor who plays Anthony Bridgerton is very gay in real life. So that <laughs> makes me uh feel less annoyed at him when he is constantly sleeping with prostitutes, so that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that I can't get over and is infuriating to me is the plot of this season is uh, a a new pair of young women come to town uh, to be courted, and the main guy Antony wants to court the younger, beautiful, 
ingenue sister who is nothing but good, but he can't because her shrewish elder sister is too much to handle. And the elder sister is even fucking named Kate, and it's just the the setup for the Taming of the Shrew. (laughs) It's fucking incredible that they did this. And then I was like, thinking about how much I was was reminded of um, Pride and Prejudice in season one, and I've now realized that all of Bridgerton is just rewriting the best love stories from British literature all in one series. And that's not okay. That makes me incredibly angry. <laughs> I was going to say I don't mind that because once you recognize a trope, it doesn't take anything away from the individual story for me. Because you always know kind of how it's going to go. I read a synopsis of the season three, the book that season three is going to be based on. Mm -hmm. Would you like to hear the synopsis I read? Yes. Uh, Yes, I know that each one of the books is supposed to be about a different one of the children. Yes, I don't have the synopsis in front of me, but I will give you a rough breakdown. This one is about the uh, second eldest son, whose name starts with a B. Benedict. Benedict, thank you. Uh, Benedict. And the plot is, uh, Benedict is pursuing his art career and he uh, goes to a ball where he meets a young lady who he falls madly in love with, but it's a masquerade ball, and she has to leave before midnight, and so he's chasing her through the city trying to find out who she is, but secretly she was a servant all along. You fucking wrote Cinderella into your fucking period drama? Now, hang on. She might be the Phantom of the Opera. Did you consider that? Oh, that would be incredible, actually. (laughs) He should be gay, that one. That art school one, the way they've set him up, he should be gay. I mean, I do appreciate that they are not going down the road of the artist always has to be gay. Yeah, I guess. Make Gregory gay. Gregory Sure, why not? Yeah, who cares about Gregory? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking about, there's, you know what is it, eight Bridgerton children, and mm-hmm. there's the eight novels. There's no way this Netflix series is getting yeah, past totally season five. Yeah, absolutely Like, not. I care about Eloise. I could give a fuck about Fiona or Hyacinth or Gregory. Who gives a <laughs> shit about any of them? It was very weird in... Uh, was it even... I watched the seasons too close together. I don't remember if it was the first or the second. When um, Francesca or whatever Francesca comes back comes back from somewhere and is like, Hi, I'm back. I'm one of the children too. Like, fucking no one has mentioned you. Who the yeah, hell are in, you? What the in hell? episode one, Daphne's like, <laughs> It's a shame Francesca is studying the piano forte with our aunt and won't be here for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't come to my elaborate wedding for some reason. What? Yeah. She just... And then she just shows up in the last episode, and you're like, who the fuck is this? I don't even know if she appears in the second season. <laughs> so that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I, in the first season, in the first episode, I think, someone makes that throwaway joke about how corny it is that the uh, Bridgerton's parents named them after consecutive letters of the alphabet. And mm. I'm like, haha, that is corny. And that is a great narrative device, because then I never forgot what the order of birth was for those fucking children. Yes, it's so helpful. And then you're like, wait, (laughs) Colin is older than Daphne? Yeah, that is weird. But yeah, no, it totally makes sense. (laughs) So anyway, Bridgerton is great, and I love it even though it's so stupid. And it makes me so mad, because I will say... Even though the premises for all of these books are just absolutely 100% ripped off, mm-hmm. um, the stories do a 
better job of not being problematic in the way that the original inspirations are. Yeah, that's good. Um, Because I like Taming of the Shrew fine as a play, but, like, everyone on Earth agrees it's not good socially. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not good that there's a play out there that's like, hey, if you want your wife to be a good wife, you just have to be mean enough to her that you break her spirit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not great. And I the thought... fact that that, prem- that part of the story is not a part of this TV show in the year 2020 is a blessing. I thought, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen the last episode 2022, yet. 2022, I just realized I said 2020. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. Matter. It's Same. the 90s. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't watched the last episode yet. I probably will today or tomorrow, but... I like that they managed to make it seem more real that the that it, the enemies to lovers trope. They made it seem more real because they brought around the fact that both of them were trying to put their family ahead of what they wanted themselves. Yeah, it's great that they they had one of those superhero movie speeches of like you and I are not so different, <laughs> like at, in a romance, and then they they literally fuck outside <laughs> after that and that's what you want in every superhero movie you know i'm i'm right it's true but i like that because like that is true about both of them but it hadn't really occurred to me uh in on a conscious level until mm-hmm. that moment i was like oh that's pretty clever good for them yep Ugh, yes i'm also enjoying it it's also very trashy it you told me it wouldn't bother me anymore that the costumes are extremely inaccurate but it still bothers me I mean, I, that kind of thing never really bothers me. It bothers Jen, too, if that makes you feel better, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm, is it... I mean, do they put do of, they put one of them in, like, uh, Converse high tops? Uh, no, but they do have... Um, Lady Featherington is, like, always wearing, like, 60s, like, prints. Fabrics yeah. in a very bizarre way. Prince, uh, like, N.T.S. or, like, Rogers Nelson. (laughs) Like, the, like, a pattern. I see, yes. A garish pattern. Okay. Uh, anyway. So, what do we do on this show? Well, we go to the WikiHow suggested articles page, and we put a random word into the suggestions so that we can find a list of articles people have asked for, and we can answer some of those questions. So... Uh, today's word is couple. Nice. Psst, can someone send me the link? Because I lost it I when I lost it. my... Oh, yeah, you got kicked <laughs> Yeah, off. thank you. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting there. Couple, that's so appropriate for Valentine's Day, which it just was, because time doesn't oh, mean anything months, anymore. Two no, it just happened. <laughs> mm. Ooh, how to install a thermocouple on gas water heater. Sexy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, uh, you ooh, know how to tighten a thermocoupler. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thermocoupler questions on here. <laughs> Thermocouplers are extremely complicated. And I, I don't know how to do anything with them. Because do... don't they have to, like, expand and contract with the heat? That sounds miserable. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, I think that it's the part where, the, where it mixes hot water with cold water to make it not scalding hot water. Oh, uh, yeah. I think, but who knows? And that's important, but yeah. Mm, yes. Complicated. Uh, Jeff, do you have one of these in your apartment? Because I know your apartment is the basement of a building. Uh, I do not know. Uh, I don't. Radiator heat? Uh, yes, the radiator I'm looking at right now, it's up to the left. 
then yes, you have a thermocoupler somewhere in your apartment. That Pretty good. Goes to that radiator. Yeah, I don't know where the water heater is. I'm sure that there's a bunch of stuff about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, how to choose a couple's Halloween costume. Ooh, this is great. There's also how to pick an original couple's costume. I really want to get deep into this one. Yeah. Uh, speaking I... of, you go as a plug and an outlet. No! First of all, that's terrible. (laughs) I think, we've talked about this before, the most important thing, the number one rule is that both parts of the couple are equally excited about the costume that they will be wearing. Mm. That's the most important thing. Yeah, that's true. I think you always want to do something that is a common saying where you say blank and blank. Like, bangers and mash. Uh Uh-huh. That'd be a good one. That would end also, up being I, a horny one, probably, based on They're the- all going to be horny, Jeff. They're couples costumes. Uh, I, pr- I propose this. What, what if-, if you're Statler and Wal- Waldorf, though? Ooh. Ooh. Horniest possible costume. Pretty good. Um, what if your couple's costume Are is- Are you telling me, counselor, that Statler and Waldorf never fucked? Sorry, go on, Jeff. <laughs> probably did in some uh, <sighs> gentleman's club in New York City, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they just jerked each other off in the sauna. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, That's why you can't see below the balcony of their, I, <laughs> their booth. I don't think that they would be so angry if they were both regularly having sex with anyone. Um, what if that's their kink? Yeah, that's how they get going. Making yeah. fun of Fozzie Bear until he has a breakdown on stage. It's mm-hmm. the only way they can finish. Yeah. yeah. Then, then they just then they... blast off in that little... <laughs> it makes, it, makes his do-ho-ho face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, I think you were about to propose something. Yeah, my proposal is both... Members of the couple dresses the same thing. You're both Beetlejuice. That's your couple's costume. <laughs> I fucking love that. What a great idea. <laughs> oh man, you are you you together are a two person costume contest. <laughs> no, it's Ooh, like I'm, it's it's not like you're in a horse costume and one of you's the back. It's just right. you're both individually Beetlejuice. Here's the question. <laughs> Is it better if one of yours is, like, noticeably better than the other one of Beetlejuice? No, like, it has to be the same. But one of them is very good? Or do they need to be identical in every way? They have to be the same level of quality, and neither of us can say that character's name another time, or we mm. risk disaster. Mm-hmm. Or we risk a showtime. <laughs> Somebody stop me! <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we say the math before we get in trouble? Uh, zero. We're already in trouble for oh, thinking no. about the math. Uh, That's the real curse all along to think Eric about the movie The Mask. First out of the computer. Alrighty then. <laughs> Alternate I'm history thinking... where Jim Carrey played Beetlejuice. God, that movie oh, would okay. suck. Yeah, it would. That's just the mask. You're describing <laughs> the movie The Mask. I mean, that's true. Yeah, but like. Oh no, damn it, I already said it the third time. I broke the bit. Uh, uh, but Beetlejuice is, like, not good. He's not. You don't like him in Beetlejuice. Do you like the mask? I think the he's mask? the hero of the movie, isn't he? He's, a, uh, he's definitely yeah. a rapist in it, though. Hmm. Huh. I haven't seen the mask in a long time. 
Yeah, I'm me pretty either. sure he kidnaps a woman and forces him to date, forces her to date him. Hmm. In like a, well, Beetlejuice definitely does that. Yeah, Beetlejuice absolutely oh, tries to take a child bride. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Listen, I'm not defending Beetlejuice. I'm just saying the mask also sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, uh, the mask didn't talk to dead people, though. Could a couple's costume be Beetlejuice in the mask? <laughs> yes! <laughs> absolutely a kid. 100%. I love the idea that no, like, even you, the couple, wouldn't really know why that's a couple's costume. Incredible. Oh, that's the secret. It's just each person be whatever you'd most like to be for Halloween, and then you say that you are a couple's costume and yeah. imply that the person asking doesn't understand why you're a pair because they're an mm, idiot. I do like that. I also like the idea of sort of like with. Uh, the music leagues that we we do with our friends, where sometimes the prompt is just a word and then you have to free associate off of it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of a couple's costume where both members of the couple got a word to inspire them, Ooh. and then they just went off and made a costume out of that. And they don't know what each other's is until they walk into the party. I, I, I like this too. They can't see each other's costume or else they have to break up. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's like a wedding thing yep it's exactly like a wedding thing <laughs> yeah uh, what if you were both different thomas nast political cartoons with skeletons mm-hmm. are there multiple yes there are many we've looked at them on the show before mm-hmm. yeah there's the fat skeleton with bat wings there's, there's a skinny the skeleton who's skeleton. a communist yeah yeah um but i do think that they aren't visually different enough that you'd be able to tell the difference. That's true. Well, you'd be wearing a sash. It's important. So, Ooh, um, I think I want to be the fat guy whose head is a, a bag of money. <laughs> that is a pretty good thing to be. Um, do you ever see those costumes for Adam and Eve at the store and it says mm-hmm. the original couple's costume? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I probably have, but it made me tired that you made me know about it again. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that there's a thing on here that says how to pick an original couple's costume, that's all I can think about. Yeah, that is the <laughs> original couple's costume. That's true. That's true. <sighs> what if you went as your partner? Oh, yeah! yeah that like would that. hurt so many feelings! Yeah. I love that! <laughs> uh, but You're I a think... mean caricature of your partner. You don't tell them beforehand. <laughs> so you show, you show up to the party as Beetlejuice and Matt. <laughs> I like the idea of each partner just uh, coincidentally deciding to be the other person, and it's a real gift of the Magi situation. Aww, that's pretty that's good. so cute. I also like the idea of combining this with an earlier idea, and each of you gets an envelope with a card with a word on it, and you open it, and the word is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. That's good stuff. How to marry a couple. You're going to have to get to know each one of them enough that they both decide that they love you. I, think. Uh, I don't know, though, because you're marrying the couple, not two individuals. You know what I mean? Uh, well, to, I don't know don't how the a double works. date where it's just you and the couple. Mm. Make mm. sure that they both together love you. Be sure to never be in the ro- in the same room with just one of them. Mm-hmm. by Like you and just one of them, because... Uh, then you're not really getting to know the couple, you're only getting to know one of them. Exactly. You need to marry that couple, you're not just marrying one of them. Yep. It's important. <sighs> uh, you can't do it in the US, that's the real answer. Well, anybody can get married if you aren't legally married. Right, yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, unless you're in Utah, where cohabitating in a marriage-like relationship will get you uh, drawn up on polygamy charges. <laughs> yes. Well, they've got a strange situation going on there. Yeah, they had better to... to stay away from Utah. <laughs> they had to get <laughs> rid of all of those. Them, I think, Louise. <laughs> yeah, better to get to, to stay clear of Utah. Ah, oh, man, it's really funny to me that there's a more extreme branch of Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I yeah, we can't get into it, or I will get actually serious about how I think that Mormonism is terrible. Anyway. Um, I mean, this is actually asking you how to perform a marriage ceremony, yeah. right? No, it's a, it's what we were making jokes about. <laughs> uh, yeah, our serious jokes, which are good advice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, how to discontinue couples counseling. Uh, <laughs> fi- <laughs> file for divorce, I guess. Uh, have sex with your counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, they, then they're too personally involved and they can't Oh my god, anymore. have sex with your counselor. Get somebody to take pictures. Maybe your partner, question mark, mm-hmm. and then get them disbarred or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is of seek your license to be a counselor. I think if you've gotten to the point <sighs> with your partner where they're taking pictures of you having sex with the marriage counselor, you probably don't need the counseling anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're trying to discontinue it, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. The idea I like is you and your partner secretly collude <laughs> to then get together and present a united front against your therapist and tell them that you are no longer coming to couples counseling. (laughs) You can just not go. You can just stop going. Where's the fun in that? You don't know my counselor, Jeff. (laughs) It's... There they could be nothing. Whole thing. There could be nothing more fun than to ghost your couple's counselor. There could, and it's destroying their life with a sexual <laughs> intrigue. <laughs> yeah, get a real badger uh, situation. What is that called? Badger trap. Get a badger trap going on there. Honey trap. No, no. <laughs> a honey badger. I, Listen, the trap where you. This is maybe the dirtiest joke I've ever made on this show, but uh, now I can only think about referring to your genitals as the badger trap. <laughs> Someone really misunderstood the slang, like, beaver. And... Uh, no, what I am talking about is the one that comes up in Sherlock Holmes and uh, Edgar Allan Poe stuff, which is where a innocent young man gets lured into a young woman's room because she says she needs help. Then while they're talking, the quote-unquote husband busts in and is like, Whoa, you're alone with my wife? You better give me a million dollars, I'm telling everybody. That's a badger mm. trap. Hmm. Is that seems uh, it seems more harmful to the, the husband, really, than the person who he's, just got he's, caught banging his wife. He's not really a husband, he's just an extortionist. Oh, oh interesting. I think you'd know that. He and the woman are scamming the innocent man who did not do anything to her, but now it's implied that he did. I am picturing it like one of those uh, The Onion uh, (laughs) cartoons where there's the guy in the polo just labeled Innocent Man. Yeah. (laughs) Make a couple's costume of peas and carrots. Don't bother. That's lame and it's played out. Yep. It would be better to do just about any other combination of foods. Hmm, what's the weirdest? <laughs> a stick of butter and a corn on the cob. Mm. I guess that's okay. Yeah, Both that's... of those seem extremely sexual, though. Is that a yeah, problem? But, but in a way that's hard to define. <laughs> no, that sounds like you're going as that, like, 
that dirty farmer's <laughs> daughter's joke. Oh, no, I think Matt has a point, though. They're both so dirty in a way that's hard to define that if someone tries to tell you it's a dirty costume and you're mm-hmm. like, why? Why would you think that? Yeah, explain. They, yeah, they will not have the nerve to explain to you why. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't. I, I thought you were something else and then run away. <laughs> I'm imagining the couple's costume of, I misread it as peas and carrots, as as if it was a bag of mixed vegetables. Each of you is going as a pile of peas and carrots, like chopped up. That would be a good singles costume. If you were going to a couple's costume party and then you went as a bag of frozen peas and carrots. That is pretty Get good. a clear trash bag and just fill it with green green dodgeballs and orange, no, just, orange cubes. Just cover yourself in a white sheet that's painted to look like a frozen food bag. Mm. And then point at, point at your friend Ebenezer's grave. <laughs> <laughs> the white sheet made me think of ghosts. That's the yeah. only connection there. I like the yeah, implication Yeah, if only there that... was another connection between <laughs> Halloween costumes and ghosts. <laughs> you had to go to Christmas for this? Uh, no, I like the implication that the Ghost of Christmas Future is called away from a Halloween party to come and teach him a lesson. Mm-hmm. What a good couple's God costume to be Christmas in the past. The Ghost of Christmas present. Yes! Of course it would be. Uh, what a great couple's costume that would be. <laughs> That'd be a great gr- group costume. you get everybody involved. Yeah. Like yeah. all the Muppets, for instance. Tiny Tim, that Kermit. Feels- that is actually a good idea. I think that what's fun about my one is that it's just two of them, so you'd be like, well, yes. but... Yeah, why those two? Oh, yeah, why those two? We're gonna go like, with... You went as the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion. <laughs> we're gonna I go as, as Bob Cratchit and the Ghost of Christmas Past. <laughs> two exactly. characters you don't even meet. <laughs> oh, this is a whole avenue we need to explore. <laughs> Yeah, the, this is where you get into original couples costumes. Yeah, here we go. Tales yeah. from Sonic and yeah. Shadow from Sonic. No, Tales from Sonic and Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> the thing is, just like the corn and the butter, people will definitely assume that's a sex thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Tales from Sonic is going to be a sex thing no matter what you do. Also Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> so Could there we go- are. Could you go as a couple's costume as um, Knuckles from Sonic and Balder from the Thor movies? Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Is Balder in the Thor movies? Yeah, isn't that Idris Elba's character? No, he's Heimdall. Oh, you're right, it is Heimdall. Uh, is it anyway. Carl Urban? Who does he play? What's his Carl deal? Urban plays Executioner. Oh, okay, <laughs> Carl Urban that. plays a stupid idea for a character. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. Balder isn't in it. I was thinking because he's the gatekeeper, it should be Balder. But you're right. He is also the the watcher, hence Heimdall. Yeah. Anyway, the point is they're both interest Elba characters, and I think that that would be a good couple's costume. Yes, if you're the man from the tower movie. What was that movie called? Man from the tower. The dark Dark Tower. There we go. Yeah, the man from the tower movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gunslinger. If you were a gay couple. You could have so many great couples costumes as, like, Hobbs and Shaw or whatever. Oh, my God. I mean, you'd also have to be jacked to do that, but... Well, yeah. Also... What gay couple do you know that's not jacked, Jeff? (laughs) Uh, uh, it would be homophobic (laughs) if I implied that gay people aren't jacked. (laughs) I disagree, and I think it's funnier if you have, like, a Hobbs and Shaw of different genders or Mm -hmm. no genders. I like Mm -hmm. that even better than if it's two jacked guys. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. 
the the platonic ideal of Hobbes and Shaw. <laughs> exactly. Distill but, them down to their essence. Last week, Jeff mentioned that it's a shame we don't name our podcast episodes after lines from the show. <laughs> and I keep thinking about it now. And yeah. the platonic ideal of Hobbes and Shaw would be a great title for an episode of our podcast. Uh, we're going to have to abandon the wiki how thing someday so we can start doing that. <laughs> We almost had to do it today. You, you joined a little late, Jeff, but when I fir- when we first started, uh, the suggested articles page from WikiHow just popped up an error message that says this page no longer exists. I was like, oh no, our podcast is over. <laughs> it turned out fine, though. I just reloaded it a bunch of times and eventually it came back, so who knows? It might be, on, it might be on its last legs. Yeah. <sighs> yep. The only thing I ever want to do is think of co- Halloween costumes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Last time I, I was th- playing this Kirby game, I was thinking how fun all his different hats are and how fun it would just be to wear a bunch of those hats around, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Halloween would give you a good pretext for that. Louisa, could you, you start-, start going to Comic-Con or, <laughs> like, East, uh, Penny Arcade? expo or whatever. Mm, I don't think so. My suggestion was going to be that you start an Etsy store where you make all of Kirby's hats. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that would be fun, but they would be very complicated is the problem because they look very cool. You could sell them for a lot of money, especially (laughs) the ones that have to be on fire. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's something I don't know, Matt, if you've gotten into this yet, but you find blueprints. So for instance, there's a fire ability but then you can upgrade that at least two more times to a fancier fire ability, and they are very cool. I really like that. Uh, I like the idea of you selling these hats, and then in the description say, we do not, all caps, recommend that you set this on fire, but then you put a wink emoji at the end of it. Yeah, who knows what I'm thinking. It's very mysterious. There's a a cavity here where you can put paraffin wax in order to make it burn better, but don't Mm -hmm. do it. Wink. Yep. That'll hold up in court, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. Uh, the last time we did Halloween in real life, um, yeah. I was Wario. Uh-huh. And our friend Holly, without a, either of us planning to do this, showed up as Waluigi. I love that. That is so awesome. That's the gift of the Magi right there yeah. for friendship. And we <laughs> didn't win Best Couple Costume. We lost to someone who was Roxy and Max from the Goofy movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Aren't they essentially, like, people? I mean, I know they're dogs, but, you know, people dogs. Yeah, people, they're basically people dogs. So you just wear regular clothes and then, like, put brown shoe polish on your nose, I guess? Is that what they did? I didn't mean to be overly familiar. Her her name is Roxanne. I should call her Roxy. (laughs) I'm not her friend. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's like you just you just wear clothes and you color your nose in a little bit. Yeah, that's not doesn't count. There's like a uh, zoomer uh, like nostalgia wave for Goofy movie that I just do not get. Yeah, like people keep on being like, man, I rewatched Goofy movie and it really holds up. I tried to rewatch it. I had to turn it off after five minutes. I was like, this is dog shit. This is a terrible movie. Uh, that song is pretty good, though. It's not that good. It's not even in the top 50 Prince songs. It's not a Prince song. It's a Tevin Didn't Campbell Prince write song. It? 
I thought Prince wrote that song. No, I think he, the guy was one of, uh, I think he worked as like a songwriter and maybe backup singer for Prince, but Uh, he had his own, uh, solo career of little note. In Matt's defense, if you say, didn't Prince write that song? You're right. Probably like 50% of the time time. because he wrote so many goddamn songs. (laughs) Yes. And I mean, the song is a Prince song. Maybe somebody else wrote it, but when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is a Prince song. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, if you look at the character, they're going for somewhere between, like, MC Hammer, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Like, the exact midpoint between those three axes. There's a little bit of Devo in there, though. There's, like, a Susan of Devo, and then he's wearing, like, a welder's suit. (laughs) I wonder if that's, uh, maybe Mark Mothersbaugh did the soundtrack to a Goofy movie, and that's why. That would make sense. He did movie soundtracks a lot in the 90s. Especially for kids' cartoons. Yeah. Um, I saw a really fun clip of him being interviewed about Dare to be Stupid. Yes, yes. <laughs> we all saw this clip. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to sound so dismissive. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't sure if I had reposted it in our Discord, but it's very fun. Him. Googling. I don't think you did, but I saw a billion people talking about it. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Give me uh, a rundown. He just, uh, it's intercut, like, him and Weird Al being interviewed about the song. Um, and at the end, he... Uh, says that he it's, will always hate Weird Al for making the synth sound so good and that song making fun of him. Basically, it's Mark Mothersbaugh looking very despondent and describing how Weird Al managed to distill his entire career into one perfect song in a way that Mark Mothersbaugh never could have. Yeah, <clears throat> That's what uh, Weird Al's talent is. Like That's his ultimate main talent, just distilling an entire thing down to one song. Yep. <sighs> I, do, I do love him hate, saying he hates Weird Al, though. That's a great like <laughs> little clip. Yeah, I like it. Um, anyway, we're out of steam on, on this show, huh? Yeah, it's late. <laughs> I want to go to bed. <laughs> Are you setting something up for the listeners? Because it is 6.11pm. I know, I just want to go to sleep. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, I actually have to go make dinner. So, yes. thanks everyone for listening to our show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And please tell your friends about it so we can t- continue to grow. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod. Or you can join our Discord by messaging us on Ma- Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. All my stuff's online. You can go to WeaponizeLanguage.com. And you can talk to me online at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, gang, thanks for joining the show. Please come back next time. In the meantime, though, remember that you can fuck up on the internet in so many ways. I don't know if other people are going to be into it. You have to know how to horse.